I came to an understanding that stewardship was more than just money. Like it was, it's everything that you surround yourself with. It's everything that you that you buy your time with. You know, it's, it's the people that, that you surround yourself with. It's the things that you choose to do with your time. It's the things you decide to do with your money. The simplest possible explanation is that I finally realized that money isn't ours, it's God. Stewardship in the Bible has to do with understanding that the that your life is not your own. Your life is on loan from God, regardless if you acknowledge this or not. And God calls you to steward everything about your life for his glory and for the good of others. So overall, last year was a really interesting year for both of us. Um, went through, I would say, a lot of different changes mm-hmm. and some growth and some shortcomings. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about things uh, leading up to the end of the year after we signed off on our last podcast. And I think you and I both agreed that what better way to start 2024 than talking about being stewards for God? I thought we were going to talk about stewardship. Oh, stewardship? Yeah. Oh, the one in the ocean? Yeah. No, stewardship. Steward. I prepared the wrong notes. Oh, darn it. Yeah. I mean, last year, just to recap from my perspective, was, like you said, a lot of, at the beginning, it started off real strong, growth track, and then started getting into serving at the church, and then kind of, like, I was on fire, and I felt good, and I felt motivated, and had this prospect of a new job, you know, eventually unfolding. And then it just kind of, I got, I got into a dry season and I wasn't paying attention and I just allowed myself to fully get immersed into it. And then I ended up kind of back where I was prior to January of last year. You know, I kind of got back into a bunch of the same old routine, started dodging responsibilities, started not, over committing myself like I was starting to do. And I, and I say over commitment in the sense, like normally I wouldn't make a commitment, but this time I was trying to keep myself busy, like mm. busier than normal. So I'd overcommit in, in, in the book of Nathan, like over committing, you know, I haven't read that book in the Bible. <clears throat> it's a pretty good one. Oh yeah. Yeah. But once you start it, you kind of stop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you get a little stagnant. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then like for myself looking at last year, you know, it's similar. Like we started great. Um, you know, everything just seemed to be rolling smoothly. And then as everybody knows, we got pregnant and everything was looking awesome. And man, I know we did the episode on finances, but good Mm. night. I was not I did not keep my household prepared for a down season financially. Um, I, you know, we've, we've always done really well. We try to bless others, you know, throughout the year and stuff like that. Um, but one thing that we've never done a great job of was having reserves and for those dry seasons. And did I have a dry season this last year? And it was just a scramble to do everything. Um, and, as you now know, 
down the home stretch. Like we got to where we were two and a half months behind on our mortgage. Yeah. And man, it was, it was rough and we had some family help. Um, you know, it just, just to help boost morale and, and also a little bit financially, but at the same time, it's just like, we finally, we got to the point where we were considering selling our house just to get, get out from under everything and just to be debt free and ultimately, we made the decision at the end of the year to not go that route as of right now, at least, and not just pull that ripcord as like an escape hatch. And but what that then meant was we had to get out there and bust our butts. Mm-hmm. And it was like 12 hour days every single day of the week. Yeah, man, you were grinding out there. And it was exhausting, but ultimately came to fruition that everything mostly got caught back up. Um, the house, all the house payments got caught back up and you know, it was just a grind and it really got us thinking during that season because y'all were some of the people that helped a little. And it was like one, what a great support system we have. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think I'm not trying to speak, boldly of myself but we've tried to be there for y'all at times and and it's reciprocates y'all are also there for us in times of need and i can't think of a better relationship to have moving into a new year where you just know that you can be accountable and depend on each other in times of stress but two it really got you and myself thinking (laughs) do you want to tell the story you tell us we can tell the story perspective (laughs) so Nathan and I also do a little bartending on the side (laughs) and we walk, he walks in one night and we're bartending an event together. Wait, first, first before that, that's because that's, that's real fun. And and I want to, I want to go the fun route, but, but a little bit of a, of a downer is that like when you were talking about selling your house, that, that I would imagine that was a scary time for you because I know for me, it was all of a sudden like, Oh, crud it's not my house but it's scary to me that they're in this situation it was not as scary for me as it was for ashley in the sense that like when we bought our house our plan was a three to five year plan Mm -hmm. we were on the front end of that three years right now and so you know granted it wasn't it was our choosing but it was kind of like a little bit of a like i said earlier an escape hatch Mm-hmm. more than it was, hey, let's go ahead and proceed forward with this. And it was going to be an escape hatch for a good reason because it would using the equity in our home would basically get us completely debt-free. But as we looked at it and, you know, it just the market really wasn't great for it, we would be taking less money than what we really should be getting for our home. And so all in all, like so, so back to the scary part, like when I first brought it up to Ashley, she she was super emotional about it. Yeah. Me, I really never was because well, that's not how you operate. You, right. you see, you see a problem and you instantly, and I see like, a solution. Yeah. You look for the solution, right? And then you see the solution and then you don't even have time to process like the panic. But I, but I, I believe that internally, well, and even, you have to be panicking. Even at that, there's, there's stress and anxiety for sure. But even at that, like, you know, I, I never looked at this home as more than what it is for us. Like I, and yeah, there's a lot of firsts that happen. And once, honestly, once we had decided and made that decision and Ashley got herself where she was like, okay, I can detach emotionally from the house, 
once she got to that point, it was like, then I started being like, man, we had some firsts. This was our first home. This was, you know, and that's when I kind of had some emotion on it. And I had some moments on my own and, and stuff like that. But it wasn't ever really like uh, a fear, I should say. Because um, it, got, it got me thinking when you were talking about having to sell your home and stuff because you guys had fallen behind. It got me thinking like he's a, you're a very generous person. Like, like you said yourself, you're a very generous person. You can be a very generous person, but you're generous with, with like what I like to say is memories. Like you'll, you'll buy tickets to go do something. You'll, you're, you'll put the money forward in order to go do a, a lavish activity so that the whole group of people can have fun. Right. And so that's where, you know, especially when you're getting the big money, you know, it was, it was so much easier for you to go ahead and do that type of stuff. You guys like to do it up with the house, you know, during the holidays and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I would always look at that and be like, man, this guy is just not being very wise with his money, but it sure is fun, you know? And then you're talking about, but I never, I never thought about, I don't think I ever seriously thought, oh, this is going to catch up to him and this is going to really hurt him. And I feel like as a, as a brother in Christ, I kind of failed you in, in not pulling you to the side and just saying, Hey man, really appreciate all this fun stuff that we're going to go do. But are you set like for the dry months? Are you prepared? Well, and I'll say this, like it it really wasn't. So you, you also know me and those, those that are listening, I work several jobs. Mm -hmm. I have a main source of income and I have side hustles and I do everything and and I work a lot. And, you know, because I do that, I afford myself some flexibility, but the difference in 2023, which made it harder than previous years when there's been some down stuff was that literally all three of the gigs that I do all took a hit. And it's like, so it was literally like the worst case scenario. And then I had a baby coming. And then, you know, it was like, so basically from May of last year until the end of the year, I, I didn't have a single mortgage closing. Mm-hmm. The rates just got terrible. Inflation was so high. Uh, the market just in general, things have been sitting on. I had a bunch of stuff lined up for the summer that just everybody ended up backing out because of it. And so where it comes back to that was like, okay, so here in May even in June, because we had a really, really good month in May was everything's looking great. Right. You know, and it's like, everything's looking awesome. I've got all this stuff lined up that's supposed to take place in the summer. And then one by one, you've got a beautiful garden in front of you yeah. and, and you're just not tending yeah, to it. Exactly. You're, you're seeing the beauty of it, of what it's producing, but you're not tending to it. And that's, and that's, so that's the difference I, I found in, in this going to be kind of a, a weird, uh, trail, but, uh, I was talking about how like your generosity is like in, in providing a fun time, like, like good, good fond memories. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas to me, like we've been in situations before where it's like, yeah, we have a little bit of extra money and it'd be fun to go do this, but I don't really want to spend that kind of money on other people and, and us to go and do something like what Josh does. Like Josh will no problem. Let's go to Schlerbon. I would be like, I see a problem. Let's not spend the money on that right now. And let's just, let's just wait. But I found through circumstances that I am generous just in a different way. Like I, I'm very, I think the word's pragmatic. Is it pragmatic? Like, uh, 
That might be the right word. I just I got to see where you're going with it. Like when Practical? I when I see a need, then all of a sudden I can justify spending the money. Mm. You know what I mean? Even if it's a good amount of money, I can still justify it. It's like this is a this is a true need. This is right. this isn't just some want or desire. There's a need here, and I can fulfill this need. And with all that being said, let's let's just take a pause real quick um, and say there's nothing wrong with spending money. As, as long as you're doing it wisely right. and you're doing it within your means. And the problem becomes when you start, do, when you start spending outside of your means without having um, backup plan or without having any sort of safety net. Um, and that's something that I'm definitely working myself on changing this upcoming year. But with all that being said, money is a tool and you know, you can use it in many different ways for good for, for, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing it for those events as long as you can afford to do that kind of thing and still not have to worry about putting food on the table tomorrow or having a house over your head. So with all this, yeah, this whole event, right. This whole event really puts stewardship into perspective for me personally. Correct. Which is what we're getting at. Right. And, and, and especially for me being in it, um, you know, because like I said, back in May, ne- like you said, there's that beautiful garden ahead of me. Nothing looks like it's going to be, but it's like you step through that first threshold of the garden and everything's just decrepit. Yeah. And it's like you could only see what was on the outside of the garden, not the not the inside of the garden, that which wasn't being watered. Yeah. And that's essentially what I went through this year. However, not However. Moving on. Moving on. We're bartending. Bartending. And <laughs> we sit there, and, and I'm always the early bird. I get there. I get everywhere I'm going 15 minutes early. That's just how I am. Yeah. And uh, so I'm there. I'm setting up shop at getting ready for the wedding that we were working. <laughs> and in strolls Nathan. And, man, Nathan has the biggest smile on his face. And and for those of y'all that know Nathan, like Nathan doesn't smile with his teeth unless he's just absolutely laughing or just in the best mood possible. Right. And he's got a, a hop in his step and and you know, and this does not sound like the Nathan that y'all heard about for this last year, right? And he's just bouncing and bubbly. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what? Did he take before coming to this? I walk in and I say, "Greetings and salutations, brother Joshua." Yeah, and I'm like, "What? <laughs> the did- Lord is good. He is good indeed." I said, "What did you take?" <laughs> and you know, what painkillers are you on right now? Essentially, was what I'm sitting there thinking. Because for those of y'all that don't know, Nathan's got a bad back, and you know, some from time to time he has to take some stuff for it. But I'm sitting there thinking, man, this guy is on some uppers. Or some sort of, you know, not realistically. I know Nathan doesn't do drugs, but it's just the way he was acting. I was like, this is so outside of the norm. And I was like, what's going on? And he goes, it's Jesus. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I'm like, what What about it? And he's like, man, the Lord was speaking to me today and I heard it. And he's like, I'm so excited over it. I was like, what was the Lord speaking to you about? And he goes, I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? I was like, he obviously didn't think that I was going to notice such a difference in his personality. And it was just, I guess, naivety on him. But, you know, it's, 
but one of those things. So anyway, long story short, Nathan had been being spoken to the Lord about stewardship. And specifically in that moment, he had come to an understanding of that. Well, okay. So I don't, I think I know where you're trying to guide the ship, but I, I I came stewardship. I came to, yeah, (laughs) I came to the understanding that stewardship was more than just money. Like it was, it's everything that you surround yourself with. It's everything that you, that you buy your time with. Mm. You know, it's, it's the people that, that, you surround yourself with it's the things that you choose to do with your time it's the things you decide to do with your money you know it, but it's i've always looked at stewardship as just oh money you got to be wise with your money and then i got to thinking about the money and the stewardship and and, and it, it just like i the simplest possible explanation is that i finally realized that money isn't ours it's god's and it's like the bible says that flat yeah. out says that and it got me thinking like well if money's not ours then our time's really not ours either and and you know the the people that we interact around us should also be pleasing to god and you know what we do with our time is just as valuable to god as our money is valuable to god and it got me thinking about the positive influences that josh and ashley and other people have had in my life over the past year and and how all the good things that were coming were coming because of the people I was surrounding myself with. And uh, I, I was really close to procuring a job. And I realized that that whole situation would not have come about had it not been for Growth Track. Because we went to Growth Track because Josh and Ashley decided they were going to go Growth Track. And, we, and I said wait a second, they barely started going to this church that we've been going to all this time, and now they're going into growth track, and we haven't even done that yet? Uh-uh. We're going to growth track with them. And so we did that. What's funny about that is that's that's such a, like, it just shows you how God can use you, because it's like, you're not even, like, you're probably not even going to growth track for the correct reason at that point. Like, you're not going because you're like, I want to be serving, you know, right. you're going because you're like, my brother-in-law just started going here a month ago, and he's going to growth track? No. I can't let him show me up. Yeah, exactly. And so, but then you you just see the flourish that comes from that, you know, and it's like, you know, you may have been doing what God wanted you to do and started it the wrong way, but eventually the heart got to the right spot. Yeah. And through through growth track, met this really cool couple, you know, that, that's also been going to the church. And just struck up a pretty quick and fast friendship with with the guy. This guy, he uh, he works for this this great company, uh, and uh, he's in a position to where he can he can help you get a job if he sees that that's the right fit for his company. Right. And so we got to talking, and within a month of knowing him, I started kind of learning about what he does with the company and, and really getting interested in his job. And it was in a, in an industry that I'd never thought of getting in before. And if I had thought about, I would have thought that I was completely underqualified for it. And so, um, it's the medical industry. And so I finally, uh, just asked him like, Hey man, would you be able to get me a job? And, he 
kind of was like, let me see what we can do about that. And, you know, it took a while. It, it was, it was, we talked about it possibly happening in July and then that got pushed to, uh, December and then that got pushed to January. And just today I started my first day there. And so pretty excited about that, but I got to do the first day remotely. And, and so, you know, I, I took advantage of that and I came over to our podcast studio and spent the day here, yep. uh, you know, so anyway, what you were saying was that having gone to growth track basically, uh, you know, got you on this path. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the thing that I think you said best, and I'm going to rephrase it here. We were talking about stewardship. Um, you really gathered a great understanding of what stewardship meant. Stewardship in the Bible has to do with understanding that the, that your life is not your own. Your life is on loan from God, regardless if you acknowledge this or not. And God calls you to steward everything about your life for his glory and for the good of others. So on December 15th, I wrote, I wrote out my notes of it. And it's basically the same thing. I said, you see, practicing good stewardship is more than just not spending money frivolously. It's about applying money to things you care about in the world. It's about using the money you've been entrusted with to take care of your loved ones and spread love out into the world. Money surely isn't everything, and we aren't supposed to obsess over it or worship it, but it's wise to examine how we use it and be intentional with our choices. First Chronicles 29, 12-14 Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things, and your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you and we have given uh, you and you and we have given you only what comes from your hand. I think I typed that out wrong. But anyways, my thought was everything belongs to God, including our money and possessions. Christians are merely stewards of his resource and are responsible for using them wisely and for his glory. Through actions, we can give thanks for all the blessings he constantly provides. Being a steward means being responsible for something that doesn't belong to you in the context of money. Christians are responsible for managing the worldly riches God has generously provided. And... I feel like because I listened to God in that moment, I was blessed. Like th- we are, we all assumed that I was going to be getting this job, but this job kept seeming to have roadblocks in front of it. And what, one of the things that this job is going to allow is, is an extra source of income to come into our family. But if I hadn't come across that revelation that the money is not mine, the money's God's and, and when God calls for that money, I better be ready to give it. You know, that's when all of a sudden it was like something was lifted off my shoulders and this weight was gone. Uh, the the blinders were taken off my eyes, you know, and, and I was able to see ahead. And it was it was like almost instantaneous at the moment that I that I decided to to be a blessing with the money that God entrusted me with all of a sudden the door opened up and it's like, okay, let's get you in here to, to explore the building and, and to get to know the company and let's get you in here for an interview. Let's get you in here, fill out the application and everything was backwards, but it all worked out and it all just went so seamlessly, so flawlessly that it couldn't have been anything but God. Um, 
I'm going to finish up my couple thoughts here. God expects his stewards to be faithful and trustworthy. Therefore, Christians are called to look to him as their master, not money, Matthew 6, 24. Anyone who becomes careless with how they handle their God-given blessings will be held accountable. Last thought is God has entrusted to his people, including time, talents, and finances. In turn, Christians are to use his resources wisely and for his glory. When that happens, God promises to bless us with more. And that's exactly what I just got done saying, John 13, 17. And that's what I just got done saying is that God's going to, when he sees that you have an open, willing heart, he's, he's going to give you more. So earlier we were talking about <clears throat> did the potential thought of having to sell this house or stuff scare me? And I said no. But what had scared me, because we decided this is what we were going to talk about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, even before you and I talked together, I think we both kind of had the same idea mm-hmm. that this was the direction we were going to go. And, and for the last couple weeks, I have been dreading having this podcast. Because it caused me to be introspective. Because while we've talked a lot about money being steward stewardship, the last thing you pointed out there was that it's not just money. Stewardship is about basically everything in our lives is God's. Our families, our children, our bodies, our finances, our spirituality, everything that we manage in our life, we are a steward for the Lord. And like I said, I was, I was scared. Not scared might be the wrong word, but I was not looking forward to having this podcast because like I said, I had to look introspectively and be like, man, I haven't been taking care of my body. I haven't been, I can't say kids because I've just had a kid and I'm, I've been trying so hard with that to be, to be a good steward. And, and, and one of the things that my wife said that was so poignant that, um, you know, we were in this situation that we were in towards the end of the year and, and we were of course having some fights because it was a stressful time. And one of the things that she said was, you know, well, when did fatherhood start? Was it when he was born? And that was just like, man, you're right. You know, I, I could have probably done some more earlier in the year to not be in this situation. And and then we're sitting there, and I'm, I'm just like, man, okay. And I heard something the other day, and something the church really doesn't talk about a lot in America, at least churches that I have gone to, was gluttony. And, you know, I've never considered, I've had gluttonous moments for sure, but I've never considered myself a glutton. I am overweight, and I'm... As of two days ago, I was the heaviest I've I've been in my life. Um, but one of the, the things that I heard in the last few days talking about gluttony was was that when you choose to use food as a comfort, whether it's for anxiety, stress, whatever, instead of choosing to go to the Lord, that that's being a glutton. And I also took that a step further and because one of my worst problems is boredom. Mm -hmm. And so when I get bored, I tend to snack. If I'm doing what God wants me to be doing in this world, evangelizing, 
getting in touch with him through the word. I shouldn't be bored. Right. I shouldn't, and that boredom, and if I do find myself being bored, I shouldn't be filling that boredom with food. I should be filling that boredom with the Lord and then allowing him to show me what my next step is. And so that's one reason why I've been dreading this, just because it literally meant I was looking in a mirror and I was like, man, I, in a lot of different phases of my life, I have not been a good steward. I could have been a better steward as a husband. I haven't been a terrible one, but I could have been a better steward as a husband leading my household. I could have been a better steward when it comes to taking care of the temple that God has provided me, my body. And then obviously, as we've talked about most of this with my finances, being a steward and being a leader in that household. And so for 2024, that is the goal. The goal moving forward is to, I know we've talked on a previous podcast before about the story where, um, the master gives three three men different amounts of money, and he says, here, go do what you will. And certain ones invested it, certain ones put it in the bank, and then another one buried it. And it's like, he then tells you in that parable, why did you just bury it? You could have at least put it in the bank and gotten some return for your favor. Mm-hmm. God wants us to use our finances. He wants us to invest with them. He wants us to... And, and by invest, I don't just mean invest, you know, to make your money grow, but it also invest in people. Um, he wants us to be giving. It, Paul says, you know, give with a generous heart. Um, and, you know, just a lot of those things. And so it, it really all boils down to the fact that I need to be a better steward with my entire life to God, with my time, with my body, with my finances with my marriage, with my now son, I need to set that example so that he can learn what it means to be that steward in life and to, to follow Christ closely. So speaking of that, uh, we've been fighting with our youngest about cleaning her room, right? No. (laughs) And it's like, why won't you just get in there and clean it? And I had the conversation with her just the other day where I was like, look, Hannah, you're going to spend your time in your room. And that's just what you're going to do until it's clean. And so you can either have me keep coming in here and seeing you just sit around on the floor not doing anything, or you can spend that time cleaning. Either way, bedtime's going to come. And you can either have been cleaning up till bedtime and have a lot less to do tomorrow, if anything at all, or you can just sit here, wake up tomorrow, and have to sit through this all over again and again and again and again, which has been going on for months now. Like, this is exactly how it's been going. And we're telling your sister, yes, she can go do certain things because she's doing her stuff. And we're having to tell you, no, you can't do those same things because you're not doing your stuff. And we're not going to reward that. The funny thing is that uh, the last couple of days as I've been waiting for my life to change, I've kind of been sitting on the couch watching various, you know, binging shows, watching YouTube, doing stuff like that. You and have been watching vacuum channels. Let's be real. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> and anyways, I, I've been bored. Like I've been constantly looking at the time. Like, gosh, is that really the time? I'm so bored. Like, ah, and, and like even stopping whatever I'm watching and to switch it to something else to like re-engage my brain and get it excited again. And then it gets to the point to where, yeah, you start thinking like, oh, well, 
what, maybe I'm, maybe I want to eat something. What, what should I eat and stuff like that? And I was just finding myself truly miserable. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, at my side of the bed, it's not exactly very well kept right now. Like I've got a bunch of clothes on the floor. I got, you know, all sorts of stuff that I need to put away. I got items that, that I put in a for sale pile that I haven't really done anything with. And they're just sitting there like, I should be more productive and I should get that stuff done, but I don't want to. I'm about to, my life's about to get busy and hectic and I just want to enjoy this time that I'm getting to sit here right here and, you know, basically yell at my child for not cleaning her room and well, try to watch YouTube. Let me pause real quick because it almost is like, because your daughter is eight years old. Right. And just over eight years ago was the last time you had a job. Yeah. A, a full-time job. Okay. And so it almost is like you're sitting there in those moments and you're being like, I'm not saying this is going through your head, but it's just kind of what it sounded like. I'm not going to be able to watch Netflix again. I'm not like, like these are my last days before I'm back to work. No, that's not what, that's not what's <laughs> going through my head currently. That has gone through my yeah. head. Like, you know, I don't know, like four, five years ago or something like that. Yeah. There, there was a solid year or two where I was just like, the idea of getting a job was that I would have to stop watching shows that I really enjoy and, and yeah. drew me in. You know, like I was deep into watching stuff and not being bored of watching it. Whereas to now I'm on the other side of that. I'm completely tired of just sitting around watching stuff and not having a, a purpose in life and not having a place to go every day. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to, back to your, so, so today uh, I get done with everything. I, I, came to my remote office and got through the uh, Zoom call and went up to the job and got my welcome package. And then I went home to my daughter and she was watching YouTube while I walked in. I said, no, you need to get back and go clean your room now that I'm home. So go get that going. And then I plopped down on the couch and was like, oh, I got a little bit of time to kill before I go over to Josh's and podcasts. And so I turned on YouTube and started watching stuff. And I was just like, that bedroom still needs to be dealt with. And something just all of a sudden clicked inside of me. And I, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to get up and just move one thing. And I did that. And then it progressed. And before I knew it, I'm vacuuming the floor because it's completely cleared. And everything's stacked properly now. Clothes are hung up. And I'm realizing, oh, the vacuum has a clog. And I'm unclogging the vacuum. And then I'm vacuuming it. And before I knew it, Time had flown by, and I was like, oh, crud. In three minutes, I'm supposed to be at my daughter's school picking her up from her after-school activity. I need to go, you know, and and the time just flew by, and I don't, and I didn't hate it. Like, like I was engaged. I was doing something on purpose. I was kind of having fun doing it, you know? Yeah. It's a, and it's the thing that you, it's, it's like working out, you know, where you, you think about working out, and at least with me, you're like, Oh, that's just a lot of work. I don't want to do that. But then once you actually start moving and getting into it, you're just like, this is amazing. Why am I not doing this all the time? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's getting that, just getting past that first hurdle of getting started. That's well, and, the hard part And I think me. that's, you look back to how we were created. Like when God created Adam, one of the first commandments he gave him was a job. He said, name the animals, take care of them, tend the garden. Like he literally said, Adam, go do work. And he gave Adam a to-do list. He gave Adam a to-do list. And so, like you said, you just started like, okay, let me pick up one thing. 
you know, and, and that one thing turns into my entire side of the bed is clean. I've unclogged a vacuum, which we tease, but you'd probably do that every day too. Um, <laughs> just for fun. Uh, Nathan loves his vacuums, guys. Um, they really I suck. I love being able to breathe. <laughs> and I can't breathe around dust. And so, you know, it's just, it's one of those things so that when we have a to-do list, when we have a goal set in mind, it makes things easier. It reminds me, I was talking to a buddy of mine, Mark, the other day um, at KOZ, and we were talking about weight loss because he had lost some weight and he was showing me a tracker that he had done and, and we started talking about the inspiration behind it. And he said, well, two years ago when we went to New Mexico um, for a cami trip, he was like, I, I had a lot of trouble trying to make it up that mountain that we climbed, 13,000 feet. And um, he said, from that moment, I was like, I want to climb that mountain next year. And so the next year we went back and he had lost like 25 pounds and he was able to climb the mountain. And so when I was talking to him about that, he said it was a mindset change. He said every time that he would go to the fridge and he'd see a beer there and he'd like, oh, beer sounds good right now. Does that help me get to the top of that mountain? Mm Mm-hmm. Or he'd see something to snack on. Does that help me get to the top of that mountain? And he said, changing that mindset of having that goal, as opposed to like, I've done goal-oriented weight loss before, and I've been successful with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, But it's always been like, a, this is the number I want to get to. Or, or this was my wedding weight. This was my Puerto Rico weight. You know, Those are things that are in my head. But it was a different mindset to think about, okay, I want to climb that mountain. And really, if you think about that, it's a great analogy for every single day. Like what's the mountain that we want to climb that day and what's the steps we need to take to do that? Well, so before Thanksgiving, I had gone down to the lowest I've been in years, not the lowest I've ever been, but the lowest I've been in years. I got down to like two Oh two. And then Thanksgiving happened. It seemed like almost overnight from the first Thanksgiving meal that we had with that fried turkey. that was amazing. Like I gained six pounds. It, it felt like, and it probably, I don't know, but now I've been kind of like hovering around 217 and that extra 15 pounds, like it doesn't seem like a lot, but it is destroying me mentally. Like I was so confident when I was down to 202, I was like, I'm, I, I would love to lose more weight, but I'm happy with my weight. Like I'm happy with the way the clothes look when they're on me. I'm happy with the way I feel. I'm happy with the energy level that I have, you know. Um, and now I'm I'm starting to get back into that that mindset that that like woes me and and this sucks and I don't like the way that I feel and I don't like the way clothes are looking on me and so that's where we need to pause and we need to turn it over to God, right. That's what I'm talking about with the time. Like, yeah. it's not just money; it's everything that we do in life. Because yep. when we when we start sliding, when we start letting ourselves make those selfish decisions, those not best for us decisions, that's when that's when we start opening the the door that we don't want open. You yeah, know? and and we start to really regress. We start to to make unhealthy purchases, and we start to eat unhealthy foods, and we start to hang out with unhealthy people. You know, it's just, it all goes downhill once we, once we just take a peek. Well, and it's, it's just like how, you know, the evil one, the devil, Satan, 
talks to us in lies that are hidden in truth. Mm-hmm. Like when he talked to Eve, he said, well, God d- didn't sh- surely said you wouldn't die. Right. Like he more like asked it as a question and then posed that little bit of doubt. And so it's that same type of thing. It's like, well, one day of sitting on the couch watching Netflix won't kill me. Right. And then, yeah, man, I just want to finish that show I started yesterday. Exactly. And, 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 and that, that one, that one moment of sitting down and saying, oh, I just, I've earned this. I've deserved this. I, in that time frame, I neglected going to this book club that I was really enjoying going to. Uh, because it's just like, oh, I stayed up too late the night before, and I don't have the energy for it now. It, it uh, can't I, have I, that excuse anymore. I stopped serving. I stopped serving at church. Like uh, a Tuesday would come around, and I'd be like, uh, I don't know that I really have the energy to go do that. And I'd come up with excuses, but really, it's like I just want to sit here and watch the show. But I wasn't being honest with myself. Yeah. And I, I'm seeing that now, like right, right now I'm seeing that, like, like, oh, that, that's what was going on there. So yeah, when we when I'm saying like last year, started off strong, had a great feeling about it, but then I quickly fell back into bad habits and I didn't even fully realize that I was doing it. And even now looking at some of the stuff that even happened up to recently, I'm just like, yeah, the definition of stewardship is completely new to me now. Yeah. Well, and that's like one of the one of the things, even with my wife, right? Like, so I was talking to her at some point about my needs and stuff like that. But then I also had to follow that statement up later and say, you know what? I'm sorry. And she's like, why are you sorry? I said, because all this time I talk about my needs, but I don't sit there and consider, am I feeding into your needs. So how can I expect you to be meeting my needs as a husband when I'm trying, when I'm not doing my job of meeting your needs as a husband, as, as my wife. And so I literally had to have that moment and sit there and say, I'm sorry, you know, I'm going to try to do better. And that's where being a stewardship in all parts of our lives. Like if I'm, if I'm being the type of husband that my God, that our God wants us to be to our wives, and I'm leading in that way, and I'm being a good steward of that relationship, my wife is more inclined to follow suit. And it's real. it really has been. Just these last two weeks has just been dreadful for me. It's been ugly. I've had to look in this mirror and just see this ugly person looking back at me that I, I didn't think was ugly. I had a veil on. And that veil has been removed to the point where it's like, okay, let's grow from this. Mm-hmm. Let's move forward. Let's be a better steward of our time. Let's be a better steward of our, you know, one of the things that I wrote in my goals list when I turned uh, 37 this year was that I wanted to read 12 books this upcoming year. Now, to some of you, that doesn't sound like a lot. That's a lot for me. I, I read a book every once in a while, but that's a lot for me. How many books do you think I've read since August 2nd? one i've read half of one (laughs) so but and i've read most actually it's about a third of one and i've read most of that third in the last week so with all that being said it's like okay if how can i sit there and expect people to have integrity around me when i'm not being 
I'm not having that same integrity and keeping it to myself. And so we said this at the beginning of 2023, and I'm saying it again right now at the beginning of 2024. I'm getting in this Bible more. Mm. I'm getting into my relationship more with God. I'm getting into being a better steward of my health. I'm going to be a better steward of my relationships, a better steward of my time, and a better steward of my finances. Because ultimately, if we are not humbling ourselves, we're putting idols in front of ourselves. So here, here you and I find ourselves on the same trail again. You know, both of us looking at the Bible, realizing there's more that we have to learn from it, realizing there's more time that we need to be spending in it. And I'm also looking at 2024 as, as you know, my, my primary goal this year. Yeah, I'd love to lose like 20 to 40 pounds, but, but that's just a side side gig. You know, my, my primary goal I've found out at the end of 2023 is to become a better steward of everything, not just money, but everything. Because I've, I saw December 15th, I saw like it became very clear what it meant to be a good steward and, and what, what goodness comes from that. Well, even at that, you experienced a joy that you, I, I don't think hide. you even I, knew. I texted your sister that night. Yeah. I said, oh, crud, your brother's on to me. I, I'm beaming. Yeah. I mean, and it's a joy that I don't know that I've ever seen you experience before. Yeah. You know, whether you have or not, that's your own thing. I, I've just never seen it before. And I know I've experienced that joy a few times in life, but it's like, how do we chase after experiencing that joy daily? Mm-hmm. And I think starting off by being better stewards of everything God has given us is a way to do that. Yeah. Amen. Anyway. All right, guys. Well, that was a uh, nice quick episode for the start (laughs) of 2024, but we just thought it was really important to kick off this year um, talking about just how we just need to continually seek God and humble ourselves and take care of what he's provided us with in the way that he wants us to. So with that being said, we love you guys, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace.